0: Hello, Steve and Dan Fouts here. We're veteran educators from Illinois who've created the Teach Different podcast to model how to have unforgettable conversations using a super simple three-step protocol and quotations from some of the world's great thinkers. This protocol works with students of all ages in all types of classrooms and can be used in online or face-to-face environments. So if you're a teacher, administrator, social-emotional learning specialist, or anybody who loves the art of conversations, you've come to the right place. Welcome. We're back for the the Teach Different podcast. We are really excited this week to have a quote from a Stoic philosopher and former Roman emperor, Marcus Aurelius. And we're going to be laying out that, that quote. And what we like to do um, before we get started is talk a little bit about the, the Teach Different protocol, right? We're going to lay out the the quote from Aurelius, and then we're going to work on the, on the claim of the quote, what it means kind of in our own words, and then uh, consider a counterclaim to it and get a little conversation going and then end with an essential question. We have two guests tonight. Fascinating backgrounds. Um, They're going to be awesome participants. We'll let them introduce themselves when they first weigh in on the quotation. So here we go, Marcus Aurelius. And if you're familiar with the philosophy of of Stoicism, you will definitely see that reflected here. Here we go. It's a little bit of a longer quote, so we'll, we'll we'll try to say it as many times as we can during the the conversation. You have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this and you will find strength. I'll just say it one more time. You have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this and you will find strength. So who would like to start with the claim of this? What is Marcus Aurelius saying here?
1: I'll start. Um, So I'm Herb Baker. I uh, worked for NASA for 42 years and retired about four years ago. Um, I should point out, though, uh, since most people expect that if you worked for NASA, you were a scientist, an engineer, or an astronaut. I was not. I was a business person majored in business. Uh, And even though I, I grew up with the the, the space program uh, I didn't realize until I was in college that you could work and have a career at NASA without being an, ast- an astronaut a scientist or an engineer uh, but there, it turns out that that about a, a one-third of the the NASA workforce uh, is uh, you know business Finance, uh, HR, public affairs, and and in today's world it was different from when I joined them. but IT, you know, with computers and social media and that kind of thing. Anyway, just so no one thinks that uh, I'm a an engineer or a scientist. I'm a I, I, I was a business guy. Um, but so so to the quote now. Um, so to me, uh, strength uh, in the quote means having the strength or the willpower to live your life the way you want to live it and do the things you want to do without worrying about things you can't control. Uh, you know, Don't let those things stop you. Now, this doesn't mean that there aren't consequences to your actions, but you're willing to accept those.
2: Interesting. I like the word control. Uh, Herb, I don't know if you're, you know, read up on stoicism, but that word Always comes uh, back. You know, this idea of what is it that we can control and what we can't control. And the idea of wisdom is what I'm seeing in here. Marcus Aurelius is basically giving the Stoic philosophy. If you can figure out what you're in control of and just hone in on that and leave everything else, don't form an opinion about it, the rest of the world, you're going to find peace and happiness.
1: Uh, see, and so that brought up uh, the, the uh, other thing I was going to mention uh, about the quote that, that, you know, gave me a lot of uh, thought or caused me to think a lot. The, the word strength, uh, you know, that I, I, I'm not, obviously, this was written, what, 2,000 years ago, uh, not sure uh, what exactly is meant by that. I, and, and in other words, You know, that's not a state of being, Uh, for example, you know, happiness. I can understand if it had said, realize this and you will find happiness. Strength is just the means to an end. And who knows what that end is, right? Uh, So anyway, that was the kind of the, the, the thing that kept occurring to me is, to me, this would make much more sense or I could understand it better if, if. The end of the quote was Realization, you will find happiness rather than strength. Because I think that's what most people, if you ask someone, which would you rather have, strength or happiness? Most people are going to say happiness. They're going to wonder, what kind of strength?
3: Carol Kravitz from West Bloomfield, Michigan. I was a teacher, oh gosh, from about two years old, kids that were two years old. Through high school age, I've taught them all. Um, To me, it reminds me of that prayer. God grant me the wisdom to know what I can control, to be able to decipher between what I can control and what I can't, and to kind of accept what I can't control, because that's outside of my purview.
1: Yes. No, I, I, exactly. I, I, I even have that. I jotted down some notes, and that that quote is in my notes because it. it I thought, wow, that sounds very familiar. I mean, the kind of the concept of of, of the the intent of it. Yeah. So it's, it it sounds
0: like Herb. She stumbled into an answer to your question of why he uses strength, right? The idea was you you. He uses strength because that gives you that fortitude to accept the world as it is i mean it it takes a lot of strength to see the world unravel in front of your very i mean look at the pandemic here right the world is unraveled in front of our very eyes it takes a certain strength to look at that experience it and say i am still in control here i i still have a a source of 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 strength of my mind, even though the world is going to heck in a handbasket in front of me. (laughs) Yeah, you can
3: control what did what what's within your in you to control outside of yourself, you really have to accept. And that takes a great deal of strength, that you cannot control others, you cannot control other events. Other than for what you do in regard to it,
1: yeah, I, I agree. I, one of the things I that I, I I continually think about is that you decide the quality of your consciousness. So happiness is a choice. I'm a I'm a firm believer in that. That uh, another one one of my favorite quotes is, "Pain is inevitable, misery is optional." <laughs> Interesting, yeah. And that's, that's easier said than done sometimes, so to speak. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I think about that a lot.
2: How, <laughs> I have a question for the group. Uh, can we get, try to get into the mind of an adolescent right now? You know, pick your own age, but I, I'd love to know how they, how you think they would react To a quote like this, where are they on the continuum of realizing, you know, that you know their strength, their happiness, you know, who they are as a person really is something that they choose, like they understand that agency, or whether they see the world is just constantly acting on them, and it's their job to somehow
3: function in it. I dealt more with eighth graders. And eighth graders are being bombarded all the time by things external to them. And they're trying to navigate. Um, It's not so much that they see themselves as having strength to address it as it pertains to them, but as it's coming at them. And they're reactionary. But that's eighth grade. That's, you know, what, 13, 14.
2: Right. They're reacting.
3: Right. And it's the world outside coming at them. They do not see the strength within them to differentiate what they can control and what they can't. They either back down from it or they address it in an aggressive manner.
1: Yeah, I I do think there is a continuum of that understanding and knowledge. And if, if they're anything like me, it took a while. Uh, so I would say, you know, whatever age you want to, to classify as adolescents, uh, children, they're at the very beginning of that. It took me some time to 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 understand the kinds of things we're talking about here where uh you know again uh, you decide the quality of your consciousness like i said uh, happiness is a is a choice and uh, and and you you don't need to worry about things that you can't control you know and, and not just physical things that happen but but things like what other people say or or what other people think about you and and you know those can have. If if you're worried about uh, what someone thinks about you, or what someone says about you, or some how someone reacts to you, it can cause you to 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 think something, or or not do something, or do something, or not do something. That if you had a little more understanding and knowledge, that hey, that doesn't really matter. I can't control that, and I'm not even going to worry about it. I'm just going to do my thing. You know, based on how I feel and, and how I want to live my life, air goes strength. It, 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 it took me a while to learn that.
3: That's where the strength comes in. Yes. Because very young children are very um, self-focused. They, you know, the world Absolutely. dances around them, but they're they're internal mechanism is what they're concerned with. And as they get older, it's everything around them that's bombarding them and their reactionary to it. It takes a long time to get over being overly concerned with exterior forces and what people think about you and what people say about you. It takes a long time to develop that strength to be able to say it doesn't matter.
2: Do you think they would appreciate the, in what way would they appreciate having power over their mind? What would that mean to a student? Um, I'm trying to think of like a, a prompt somehow, like in during a conversation in class where you would ask a student to share a story about Maybe an instance in their life where they were able to, with their own mind, uh, you know, decide to be happy or overcome some really difficult circumstance. Or I'm trying to think of a good storytelling prompt.
0: Yeah, I, I, I was thinking about that, Steve. Like I would ask the kids, "What? What? It, give me an, an experience in life where you had something thrown at you." but you used your mind and your strength to overcome it. So something like I did poorly on an exam and I didn't give up. I I realized this was not a good day. Um, I I didn't try as hard as I needed to and I kept my mind focused and I didn't let the outside events, the evaluator (laughs) control me. I controlled myself and I improved and moved forward. Something like that would be a very, or someone doesn't make the team. Sports analogies work well.
3: Yes. Um, You know, I had a bad day on the field and people were saying things about me. And I realized that it's within me, not what they're saying, but it's within me to get better, to do better. But sports analogies always work well. And with girls participating more and more in sports, that's something either in dance or gymnastics or sports of some kind, that they can appreciate that, that there are people around them that are going to either from other teams or their own teammates that are going to say things that are derogatory and, and it's strength. And you have to teach them that that is their strength is to be able to hear it, and not react to it. Let it be the straw, the strength within themselves.
1: This may be a, a little bit different twist on that, but it's something that occurred to me in thinking about uh, this conversation we were going to have, and and uh, you know a, a situation that I personally had been in. I, I didn't mention before. I, I do uh, acting on the side, you know, not professionally. Uh, uh, community theater, I've been in about 20 shows, uh, Shakespeare, comedy, musicals, uh, drama, yeah. mysteries. And and so you have to audition for those uh, parts in those shows. And the, the the light bulb that came on for me at some point was that, you know, you go into those things and it, it it's, it's, you know, kind of a competition, right? I mean, you know, you, there are, my, Usually, multiple people who want maybe a particular role or, or even just any role in the chorus of a musical. And, and so you need to, you, you feel like you need to do better than this, the, the other people. And, you know, it can be very stressful and, and you're worried, oh gosh, am I going to make it? Or, wow, that person looks better than me. Or, and, and it finally sunk in, you know, and, and you, know, you don't know what the director wants. That the director who's going to choose the cast may have a particular look in mind, a particular, you know, size, and you know, height of a person or, or and, and it, it finally occurred to me, I can't control any of that. None of it. All I need to do is go in there and do my best, give my best performance and not worry about who else is there, what the director wants, none of that because I can't control any of it. And it, it, it just, it made everything so much less stressful <laughs> and 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 easier, I think. And I actually, you know, do better having that mindset, uh, again, which basically comes down to, don't worry about things you can't control. Did you get strength through that? Well, it, it, in Did, a way, you, you I, I guess- Would you use that word? Yeah, I mean, I, that word didn't really, I guess, you know, come to mind as I was thinking through that, but I, I think in a way that's what it is. It's It was that strength to just... Or a confidence maybe. Well, yeah. No, that's that's a good way to put it, right? Uh, go out and, and do my thing and be confident in, in what I'm doing and knowing that I'm doing the best I can and you know, it may or may not be what somebody else wants, but uh, that's not, that's not my, my problem. That's a great Uh,
2: analogy. It really is. I mean, you know, performance like that, you know, needing that confidence, blocking out the rest of the world. What do you think about another way to push back on this quote? Let's turn to the counterclaim.
0: Read the the quote again, Steve. Read the quote again.
2: Here's the quote. You have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this and you will find strength. You have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this, and you will find strength.
1: So I gave that a little thought too. And what what occurred to me was that uh, many times life is not quite as simple as that quote implies. and, you know, you can say that about a lot of quotes, some of it's, you know, some of them are hyperbole, you know, there, there may be a, a nugget of truth in there, but, you know, it's it's a little little uh, overextended just to make a point. And, and really what I'm getting at here is that, and I didn't really realize this until the last few years, but, you know, things like mental health, uh, anxiety, uh, depression, it's one thing to say, oh, well, you know, just... You need to not worry about those other things and, and you'll gain strength. Well, it's easy, again, it's easier said than done. You know, there, there are people who no matter, and, and the worst thing you can do to someone who's suffering like that is to tell them, get over it. Or, you know, come on, this, here's the answer. Read this quote, that, that solves your problem. And that's absolutely not the, 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 the truth.
3: Sometimes you can say, get over it and it works. <laughs> yeah, it's a continuum as you say.
1: <laughs> I'll admit there are some situations where that might be the, the appropriate. Response. Yeah, just get over it. <laughs> Walk away. Again, getting back to the point, life is just not that simple sometimes though.
3: <laughs> and like I said, eighth graders are reactionary.
0: And Herb, you you obviously you teach. I don't think you might you may not have mentioned this in your intro, but you teach kids as well in a different kind of
1: setting. Uh, yes, I, I, you're right. I, I didn't mention that. Uh, again, I, I'm not a, uh, a a school teacher. Uh, my, my teaching, per se, is done more in uh, interviews and presentations and speeches, which I've done to uh, children and adults, uh, adolescents of all ages. I mean, I've literally uh, again, uh, done Zoom conversations and Q and A's with five, six, seven year olds. I, I've gone to uh, elementary schools for third grade is about as low as I've gotten or early uh, for for actual schools. But I've also talked to to middle school students and high school students. I've talked to college students. Uh, so I I have uh, and, and of course I have to tailor uh, in in some ways. Uh, Almost always, you know what I'm what I'm talking about or, or speaking about. But uh, yeah, I I, I and, and even though I'm not a classroom teacher, I've I've experienced uh, pretty much the full gamut of of uh, student reactions.
3: I mean, if we could teach people that what's outside of you really is irrelevant to you, let it pass, let it go. Your strength is in you.
0: That's going back to the claim. I I hear what you're saying, Carol. You know, I was just thinking also with the counterclaim, Steve, that, you know, you have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this and you will find strength. You know, I, I don't know. A lot of times if the world is spinning out of control or if it's chaotic, or if it's traumatic, a lot of times what you find is not strength, you find weakness. You find the fact that you are at the mercy of of the world sometimes, which I'm not necessarily saying is a bad thing per se, but it's not strength. I I would push back here. I would say it's a, a humble understanding that, you are not as strong as you thought you were. And, you know, that is a life lesson sometimes um, that even, you know, in certain situations that you, you are not in control of anything, including your mind. So that's how I would, that's how I would push back. And so I would ask my students, what's an example when you felt in life that things were completely out of control? and 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 how did you react to that and 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 so on
3: i still think if you can teach that strength to separate what is within your control and what isn't that we'd have a lot less impetuous adults aggressive impetuous you know here's
2: something let me add um steve here i I did most of my teaching in an urban setting, okay? West side of Chicago, underserved neighborhoods, mainly high school neighborhoods. You know, one thing that I just noticed about the the students, as they came from a lot of those traumatic type environments, Carol, that you were describing, Mm -hmm. or not very stable home situations, school was kind of a, a safe place i i've noticed over the years with the students that seem to be looked up to the most by the other students were the the quieter ones the the ones that uh, weren't running around and seemed worried about worried about their reputation um were always trying to prove themselves uh, but the ones that were quieter and uh, had a lot of self-control, is maybe mm-hmm. a way to put it? Right. Um, and I'm just wondering if that's, uh, if that's related somehow to this, like if this is proving kind of Marcus's point here. You, you get the strength by getting your mind right and letting a crazy world not get to you.
3: If we could impart that the control is the strength and it is within them, then maybe we can dissipate some of that anxiety that it's almost like they're waiting for the world to say something, do something, bump a shoulder, walk by and, it, and look the other way and they can react to that. They're in so much pain that they almost need a distraction from it.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's deep. Some of these, the issues are really deep, you Mm -hmm. know, and that's going to happen in conversations when you get the students in these. If you give the right prompt, you're going to get some that are going to be sharing more than they had planned when they walked into the room. Right. um, For sure. Uh, Herb, were you going to say something? I didn't want to interrupt.
1: No, I just the, this conversation made me start thinking about, uh, and, and maybe this is getting a little off on, on a tangent. I- emotional intelligence, and and you know, even if you understand that you have power over your mind, and and uh, you should not be overly concerned about things you can't control, and and you know, you 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 can have that strength. Most of the time, it's really difficult, if not impossible, to always be strong. You know, I don't care who you are. There are times that uh, you're going to be upset or angry or disappointed or sad. And and uh, I, I've, I've actually given a couple of speeches about emotional intelligence. And they, they talk about the difference between responding and reacting. And, and the reaction is just kind of an emotional reaction. Uh, without stopping to think about what your response should be and thinking about the consequences of what you're going to say or do and how that would affect you and the other people around you. And again, this kind of thing is easier to talk about than it is to actually you know, do and, and live. But uh, yeah, that's, that's just what I was, was thinking about while you all were discussing that
0: also you know i think this is definitely it could be a sensitive conversation depending on how it's brought into it brought into the class but i think you know in i teach social studies in high school i can see this conversation being something you do right before the civil rights movement where you're setting up this idea that there are leaders who understand the power of their own mind and are able to control their behavior in a way to pursue certain goals when the whole world seems against them and and the strength that they have i think of dr martin luther king jr's letter from a birmingham jail where he was willing to go to jail as a sign of strength and power over his 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 own mind i mean or you think of the women's rights movement, if a little tangent here as well. I mean, any kind of movement in history, I think could be taught better with a conversation like this. Because kids could really, they could connect with their own capacity to control their thoughts and then compare it with the capacity that historical figures had in doing what they did. That's the, that's the kind of connection with curriculum that I think can be really powerful. Just a thought. I agree.
2: And the yeah. the kids, you know, probably if you if you were gonna ask 10 kids, do you think you have power over your mind, or do you think the world has power over you? Yeah. Eight, nine out of ten are gonna say, world wins.
1: Yeah, I think you're right?
2: right. You're gonna you're gonna come up in in against some 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 students who are going to want to know more about what this actually means to have power over your mind. It's going to be a newer concept.
0: So, well, that, uh, this has been a really interesting, interesting conversation about some really important issues that, I mean, I hadn't considered a lot of these issues in all of the areas that, that, that we covered, but it, it does have applications on a personal level in in a big way and depending on the age of students they're going to see this differently
1: yes
0: and and that's you know that's just the way it is and and let's face it we're, we're all adults we need this conversation i mean i think in any time of our life this conversation is important thinking about what we control with our mind versus what is out of our control in in the world. So to, to wrap up here, we like to end with a, an essential question. I liked yours, Steve, pretty well, but I mean we have another one kind of related to that, which is a way to wrap up the conversation in class if you use it. And that is, what in life is actually in our control? Beautiful. Leave them with that for the rest yeah. of their life, not just the class period, the rest of their life. So Herb, Carol, thank you so much. This was wonderful. We appreciate your perspectives and your wisdom, and we hope to have you back.
1: Thank you. Yes, thank you. I enjoyed it.
0: (laughs) Thanks, everybody. We hope you're walking away feeling energized by some great ideas and are confident that conversations like this are possible. Just a little bit of planning and a three-step routine. Make sure you go to teachdifferent.com to learn more and try out some conversations we have already for you. Don't forget to teach different with conversations and make a difference every day.